0: You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscone, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, TST, and right here for the Locked On LSU Podcast, where we thank you for making us your first listen every day. A lot of people have asked how the coaching change is going to affect the roster and certainly the current recruiting class. Well, had a chance to visit with Shea Dixon of Go247 to get all of those answers. That's coming up. Uh, Yesterday on the podcast, we told you Jimbo Fisher was asked about the LSU job and denied any interest. Uh, A day later, Dabo Sweeney when he was having his media availability, was asked about the LSU job in light of one report which suggested LSU may take a swing at Dabo. And here is what the two-time national championship winning coach at Clemson had to say. Yeah, this is the only Death Valley I'm concerned about right here. That's for sure. So again, another non-denial denial, but a denial nonetheless. And Dabo would certainly fit the profile of a coach Scott Woodward would go after, a coach that had won a championship. It would be the splash, the name, the wow factor. Also, realistically, it just doesn't make sense. Dabo Sweeney is in a Power 5 conference where he's at the top of that Power 5 conference. He's played for four national championships. He's won two of them, maybe a little bitter still after having lost to Joey B and the Tigers in the Dome. Okay, maybe not, but it makes sense why Dabo would stay put where he is He's among the highest-paid coaches in America. He has eternal job security. And many have opined that the only way he would ever leave Clemson would be to replace Nick Saban at Alabama, which, of course, is his alma mater. Even that seems far-fetched because why would you leave the place where you've built the dynasty, you are the guy, the greatest in the history of that program, to go be and also-ran behind Bear Bryant, Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, however you want to phrase it, at Alabama. so And listen, the, the news about Jimbo and Dabo shouldn't necessarily surprise you, but what it does is it, it allows us to cross them off the list because the next six weeks are going to be a lot of speculation, a lot of, what did you hear? I have a source who heard this. My friend said that. I know this person who used to live next door to, that sort of thing where everyone feels like they've got information or a source so they want to ask about coaches, you know, incessantly and you answer the same questions over and over. Well, as you scratch coaches off the list, it narrows the list, narrows the focus into who is actually going to be considered for this job. Something that is mightily relevant though is that the betting odds have changed dramatically from Monday to Tuesday. On Monday, Lane Kiffin was the betting favorite for this job. And I have told you here and everywhere else that I've been on any platform that the president at LSU, William Tate, has a strong desire to make this a legacy hire, a minority hire, the first minority head football coach at LSU. And the two names that are most prominently mentioned are James Franklin and Mel Tucker. Well, on Monday... James Franklin was plus 950, and Mel Tucker was plus 1200. I told you, go get on some of them betting odds, y'all. Go lay you 100 or something like that on that to get in on those odds. Well, just a day later, the odds had shifted dramatically where Mel Tucker is now plus 200. Mel Tucker is the betting favorite to be the next head coach at LSU. So we're eliminating candidates from the list, and certainly narrowing the focus as far as where LSU's focus is. It is not often that Vegas is wrong, but Vegas was a day late with that, and it might have cost him with some early bets, some big bets on Mel Tucker and James Franklin. As this proceeds, we will certainly talk plenty about it, and as we get deeper into the week, we will talk more and more about the uh, Ole Miss game. As Lane Kiffin has said his quarterback, Matt Corral, questionable, Ed Ogeron not buying it though. We'll delve into some of that when we come back. Though I do want to hear for, let you hear from Shay Dixon of Go247 about how this coaching change might well impact LSU's recruiting class. We're brought to you by Prize Picks, the daily fantasy college sports leader. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You will love Prize Picks. You got college football all weekend coming up. You want to bet on any and all props, more props than anywhere else. You do it at Prize Picks. Here's what you do: download the Prize Picks app, or go to PrizePicks.com. That's PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code LockedOn. When you use that promo code, you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So deposit 100 bucks; they're going to give you 100 bucks free to play with. At prize picks. It is so easy. You could bet on anything from the over on LeBron and the under on Mahomes in the same entry. But remember, all of your college sports props as well. It's safe, it's fast, it's easy. There are fast withdrawals as well. It's prize picks. Entries can be made in less than 60 seconds. PrizePicks.com. PrizePicks.com. Use the code LOCKED ON. Picks is your leader in daily college fantasy. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Since the news came down that LSU and Ed Odron would be parting ways, one big question that many have had is what happens to this recruiting class? Well, we've already seen one defection. Aaron Anderson, the four-star wide receiver out of New Orleans, Ed Nakar announced that he has decommitted from LSU. Had a chance to visit with Shay Dixon of Go247, and we talked a lot about this class, including Walker Howard potentially starting to look around, but I started by getting Shay's thoughts on Aaron Anderson's decommitment.
0: Well, I wasn't surprised, and and not just because they've had a coaching change. And and look, from July when they picked up a wave of commitments to get to 15 total commitments to now, they had had no new commitments and nobody leave the class. So It had been status quo. Now, once the news actually broke, I said, okay, they're going to end up having some guys naturally look around and pretty much everyone. And look, I've caught up with uh, between me and Billy and Sonny, You know, most of the kids who are on the commitment list, and everyone's reactions are similar, which is they're learning about it in real time just like all of us are, talking on the radio or uh, reporting on recruiting or just listening as a fan. Um, We're kind of all living through this in the same day-to-day moments. And Sunday when the news came, uh, a lot of these guys sat down and talked to their parents and said uh, okay I'm going to have to look around what if this new coaching staff is is one that I'm not you know I don't feel comfortable with, with it for whatever reason or uh, do I now need to to at least explore some of my original options and the one decommitment as you noted was Aaron Anderson and this is a kid who is dynamic receiver and, and punt returner uh 185 or excuse me 58185 uh a guy out of Edna Carr who having a really good senior season, Matt. I mean, he's a legit top 150 prospect. And he had said, and he had visited Bama a handful of times, visited LSU a handful of times, and said, I'm 50-50, even though he's committed to LSU. So I think the domino of him dropping and saying, I'm no longer committed, and the whole 50-50 thing is, is probably an open door for, for him to move into Alabama's class at some point. At least I won't be surprised if that's where the crystal ball starts to trend. It uh, doesn't come as a big shock. I think if anyone was going to pick a guy who was going to, decommit they would have circled him but Mm. I will note that the news of today at least is that Walker Howard is going to go ahead and go through with uh the pre-planned Notre Dame visit the one he couldn't do when uh he got injured and the next day wasn't able to fly up to South Bend but uh, now that trip is back on for this weekend uh in their game against Southern Cal so
1: what should we make of that Walker Howard news
0: Well, he's your five-star quarterback, right? And they don't turn those out in Louisiana very often, so it it makes you a bit nervous. And I think if you're Walker, it's sort of kind of easy to understand, and I know it's probably a pressure-packed situation for him, so I'm oversimplifying it to a large degree, but his dad was a quarterback at LSU. He's grown up in Lafayette. His best friend is Jack Bash, who is obviously the go-to guy or one of the go-to guys in this freshman class at LSU right now. He's got lots of friends at LSU. So there was always, and he said it, it's my dream to go to LSU. I want to be a quarterback there, and he had never wavered on that. But even when, prior to Ed Orgeron, uh, the announcement of his termination on Sunday, Matt, these guys, they know. They, They listen to radio. They have other coaches from other schools pointing out that Ed Orgeron's on the hot seat. Well, if you're a quarterback, they're bringing in you know, a new head coach, a new OC, maybe more so than any position, in my opinion, you're sort of monitoring okay, are they bringing a transfer quarterback with them? Are they bringing their quarterback commit with them? What is the lay of the land here? So it wasn't surprising to hear, even before the news broke on Sunday, that a couple of weeks ago, Walker was thinking about going to visit Notre Dame. He said, hey, that's been my backup option, if you will. I'd like to at least go see it in person and maybe make an official visit. So I don't think the reaction to the news is surprising. I think it's pretty understandable that he wants to go to LSU, but you've got to at least look around and make sure that, you know, if you get into a spot where you're not totally comfortable with what direction they're going, that you have some sort of plan before you sign in December and then enroll in a school in January.
1: Shay, can you um, give us an idea of stylistically what type of coach, if LSU made that hire, it would maybe cause Walker Howard to look elsewhere?
0: I don't really know if there is one. You know, I think that more so than anything, he's probably doing his due diligence. And, you know, I think his his dad would probably encourage him to do that, even as a former LSU quarterback. So I'm not sure I would – I don't see a path right now to where they're hiring someone that Walker wouldn't be on board with for whatever reason. So I'm not pressing the panic button on that one. Isn't you know as quickly as anyone else? I would say, I think he's up there with maybe one of the firmest commitments.
1: Okay, uh, Shay Dixon on Twitter at Shay Dixon, go 247. Where are the other soft commitments? If LSU fans are looking for another shoe to drop after Aaron Anderson, any names that you'd say, yeah, that guy maybe isn't as solid?
0: You know, I think you've got to start probably out of state, right? I mean, the in state guys, that's the Attraction of this job, right? Is that if you're at LSU, you can just recruit the Insight guys and half the years by default. We saw it with Les Miles, you could just have top five classes. All you got to do is lock up the state. So those guys often, I think, you know, and, and it's the rare cases of some guys going to Alabama and uh, it's the few and far between. So I think a new coach would probably be able to hold things steady, try to close with some of these uncommitted guys. So I'd look into maybe Florida because what they've got. Nine guys committed for Louisiana, two from Florida, two from Georgia, one from Michigan. Well, obviously we don't know if Greg McMahon's been here, but he's been an excellent special teams uh coach for LSU. He's got a kicker committed out of Michigan. You would think he's probably knowing I'm going down there to be the next in line after K York's going pro. That's a pretty attractive position regardless. So I go into the Sunshine State. They've got a linebacker we caught up with today and Demaria Tolan, who Committed in large part because of Blake Baker. Now he also said, hey, look, LSU's been my dream school. The engineering school's great. It's what I want to do. But Blake Baker was at Miami recruiting. me. He's now at LSU. That's when I felt it was the perfect fit. So you've got a lot of guys like that are sort of monitoring, okay, what happens to these staff members? If if he's out, who's in? And and that means you've got to kind of play a waiting game. Mason Taylor uh, is their tight end commit down in Fort Lauderdale. He would be another, the son of Jason Taylor. And he's got a lot of college options. So I think he would think, man, do I need to work around uh, if the tight ends coach and, and Coach O may not be there. And, and all that's understandable. I think one good thing, too, Matt, is your highest ranked out-of-state commitment is the younger brother of your starting quarterback in Jake Johnson, <laughs> right. the nation's number one tight end. So no one is talking right now about Max not still being here a year from now. And, and I think that would mean Jake would be set to be here as well.
1: He's on Twitter at Shay Go 247, talking a little LSU recruiting here. So Shay, fundamentally, or I guess just functionally, how do they continue to operate with Ed Ogeron and the staff in place, knowing they're recruiting for a place they're not going to be next year?
0: Yeah, it's really tough, right? And look, you're getting into a week from now where it's the bye week, and that's when they all go on the road for the first time. That's always been their strategy is to hold out to the bye week. And now you're going, you know, on visits and at schools where uh, you're carrying sort of that cloud over your head of, uh, and certainly as Orgeron, I'm not going to be here, but these other coaches saying, uh, hey, look, I am i can't promise you I will be here or won't be here. And, and that probably goes even for guys like Corey Raymond, right? The guys who have been here the longest and are among the most respected coaches in the conference. You just don't know how things are going to unfold with a new coach. So I can't, I mean, and I'm not here to do it, but I can't really, there isn't a way to paint a rosy picture of how this is going to go. I think it's understandable that, This next month and a half is probably going to be a bit rocky for recruiting. And I think for Scott Woodward, I mean, he noted it very briefly, uh, Matt, on Sunday when he met with Ed Orgeron in the media, and he said, doing this right now will help with recruiting. And I think what he meant by that was they now know, right? And they don't know who the next head coach is, but at least they do know that there's a decision made on Ed Orgeron's future. And I think for a lot of them, and Walker Howard, you can use him as, as an example, was already looking around to make sure, hey, look, do I have backup options if this does happen? Because they have a pulse on things, you know, and that's just how recruiting goes. So in the next month, yeah, it'll be a bit rough. What your hope is, is that certainly in the short term, like by December, mid-December when the signing period gets here, that you maybe have a coach in place or announced, and you can start to sign at least the bulk of your class and figure out the transfer portal and keep guys there, all that. But maybe more importantly, that, you suffer this month and a half that for the long term that the hire is going to be uh, one that shifts recruiting in a good direction and, and shifts the on-field results in a good direction and, and all that sort of pays off from there and, and you forget about kind of that bumpy road you had to take to get there.
1: i got a couple more for you, Shay. Do you have any context for, uh, like, it's just so infrequent that LSU hires a football coach. they just had incredible stability over the years. But can you give some context for what this might be like given what other programs have gone through and making a coaching change and how that's gone, especially with the December signing date?
0: You know, I know. And I think we're all sort of not like any real, like for instance, you could say pick out some other big schools that have had coaching changes. Well, Florida state's just spinning the wheel of it right now. And they're not good on the field either. So right. it's tough to, you know, make that a parallel. UST lived under the, the Helton cloud for a long time where it was affecting recruiting in a negative way. And he wasn't even fired. You know, it was just years of everyone saying he's about to get fired and that affected their recruiting. Uh, I think what you said makes it unique. We haven't experienced an LSU coaching search when even at Orgeron, when the early signing period and the transfer portal were such key parts to how you build a team, uh, you know, and, uh, it used to be February and, you were even hiring NFL coaches when they were done in the playoffs or you were hiring college coaches even if they made it to the national championship and there's such now an urgency to get things done in a coaching search earlier like as soon as the season ends or soon thereafter is the expectation that Scott Woodward is going to announce the hire i would think that's the hope right and mm-hmm. and we've seen him do it before but i'm very curious to see how that plays out because i think that the biggest kind of test here at least right out of the gates will be how do you you know build the roster that is already and you talk about it so often it's been written about um, struggling at key spots losing guys to attrition uh, in need of a true rebuild and doing that in very short order with this class with maybe a few weeks before the signing period or just a couple of months after that to get everything done by february or to really hit big in the transfer portal over the over the off season none of that's been kind of a part of such a a big coaching search at the level of LSU, at least not in the past couple of years. So this will sort of be the litmus test for it, I think.
1: That's the last thing I wanted to ask about, Shay, uh, And you and I have talked about this on, on Saturdays on Eagle 98.1 game day. But I am interested in your thoughts on what this season, how this season might be unique, given the fact that the Division one Council has approved the new transfer rule and how that might maybe... Work to LSU's benefit in this year, this this singular year that they're looking for a coach and they're actually going to get a little reprieve in the transfer portal?
0: Oh, no doubt. I mean, it couldn't. And we talked about it then only speculating. Could it This be a situation that maybe benefits LSU now? I think we know it to be fact and or at least we'll see it to play out that way because you've got to think we've seen Coy Moore enter the transfer portal now. I think you could also point to that and say he was a sophomore wide receiver in a deep room that was you know, not playing as much even as he did a year ago because they're playing all these other freshmen and that might not have much to do with the coaching staff or or their status. And and I wouldn't be able to argue much against that, but I don't think that'll be the end of it. So here's the key the it's what the December signing period, December 15th is when the clock begins or, or when your fall, you know, fall semester ends. So I think that would probably come first for LSU. It's guys who leave after that and you can up to seven guys then replace those. So, even right now, you're not able to replace the koi more instantly. That plot doesn't start uh, for about another month and a half after the season. But from there, you can truly rebuild the roster in a way of a new staff coming in and saying, look, here's the weak spots and we may have a relationship with this guy who's here. That's in the portal. Or, you know, this guy, we saw it with Jay Johnson baseball. It's not the same at all. They have different scholarship rules, but you know, they have a guy or two in their program that says, Hey, I'm going to transfer to LSU now because my coach is there. And, you can rebuild it that way, and, and maybe we see that payoff in recruiting as well, right? So I think uh, in terms of high school prospects and the, the 25 limit, that maybe you could get some guys you might not have been expecting to get uh, previously because of some new ties that staff has. But I, I'm with you in thinking that the transfer portal in these seven spots, I think, will be really, really key. And I think that they'll be able to get to that full seven, just between natural attrition of guys transferring out and then a coaching change that you're going to really be able to say, hey, look back and hope to say at least one, two, three, I'm counting the starters that they brought, you know, out of left field in the transfer portal onto this roster and then onto the field a year from now. That's almost got to be the goal for you.
1: Uh, A quick thought on a budding superstar from LSU when we wrap up. Let me remind you about Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. The best tasting protein bar in the world is Built Bar. Order yours today at BuiltBar.com. Matter of fact, Went home yesterday, had a package waiting for me. It was from Built Bar. Got my new variety pack of Built Bar in just yesterday. Find your favorite flavor. You can mix and match. Just go to the website and order today. BuiltBar.com, BuiltBar.com. Use the code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to save 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. High protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar, gluten-free, it's keto friendly. It's Built Bar. Order yours today. Find your favorite flavor. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Try it today at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. And be sure to use the promo code Locked15 to save 15% off your order. And while you are perusing the interwebs, you might as well hop on over to BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball playoffs. BetOnline.ag. The NBA regular season has tipped off betonline.ag. College football, your NFL weekend, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and they will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, go to betonline.ag. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, and and they will give you a 50% welcome bonus. So deposit $100, they'll give you $50 for free to play with. Deposit $1,000, bucks, they will give you 500 free to play with. No limit on that promo. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. LSU right now is 4-3, and three, seven games into the season. And Damone Clark... With 80 tackles, currently leads the nation in tackles. 80 through seven games. Jackson Mitchell of UConn has 78. J.J. Russell of Memphis has 77. James Patterson from Buffalo has 72. And then Bumper Pool from Arkansas has 69. So keep in mind, the next three after Damone Clark are all lower level, like group of five players and then bumper pool from Arkansas is 11 tackles behind Damone Clark it's stunning what he has done Damone Clark has made himself so much money this season and I get it that this year stinks and it's no fun and I mean Saturday was fun but being four and three and having some losses and having to replace a coach like that that's not fun But amid all of that, I think we need to start to highlight some of the individual performances that are going to be memorable and noteworthy and legendary. Like, Cade York has a legitimate opportunity to win the Lou Groza Award. Like, he may be the school's first ever, should be, the school's first ever Groza winner. And a national award winner. Anytime you have one of those, it's spectacular. And Damone Clark, if he keeps this up for the next five games... He's going to be an All-American. Like, Damone Clark has a chance to be a first-team All-American linebacker and to be in the conversation for the Butkus and other Defensive Player of the Year awards. He's leading the country in tackles right now. He's a guy who a year ago we looked and were like, man, God, the, gave him the 18, he's supposed to be a leader, and he's just out of place, and you know, he can't find his way. That dude, and I don't know how much of it has to do with Blake Baker or whatever, but that dude has hit a parabolic rise year to year. I'm excited for him. I'm very happy for Damone Clark, a local guy from Baton Rouge, having the opportunity that he's had this year and absolutely made the most of it. Okay, that'll do it for us here on a hump day edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe. We thank you for making us here at Locked on LSU your first listen every day. And also while you're at it, you might as well make Locked on SEC your second listen. Our buddy Chris Gordy has the conference covered top to bottom, so check out Locked on SEC after you check on Locked on LSU. Please subscribe. We appreciate it. Until tomorrow, it is Locked on LSU, your team every day.